Everybody. <clears throat> Hi. What's happening? <laughs> we are back with another episode on Tuesday. A Tuesday. I almost put my trash out when I got home because I knew I had to go do a show tonight. And as I'm pulling, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do the trash before the show. And then I realized no one else had their trash cans out. And then I was feeling kind of smug about it, like, hmm, I'm going to be the first one. Look and at me go. It's Tuesday. Yeah. It's the little things. It's, uh, I, uh, we're going tonight because tomorrow I will be on a f plane to Greece. Fancy. When we would, well, I, I'm probably close to the landing. No, nah, you know what? I don't think so. It's a nine hour flight to Greece, Squeezer, from Newark. Yikes. Yeah, but our flight back, we're, we're we're cutting it with a trip, a little mini trip to London town. So, if any of you listen and are in London, uh, hit me up and uh, I'll buy you a beer in London or in Greece. If any, I know we have some listeners. I will go there so you can buy me a beer. <laughs> so, in London's only six hours back to Newark. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be in Greece. So that's why. And then next week, um. Uh, my uh, double episode with Kate from the Patio Podcast will be our show. So the first half will be on her her show, the Patio Podcast, and then the second half where we actually. So I, I squeeze her. I told you last week I did not curse. I was such a good boy. I need to hear this for myself. Yeah, she. I mean, I said Helen Dam, and I wanted to say the fucking words that I love saying so bad, but I <laughs> held back. And her show is really like refined. Like she does like an intro, and she had me like intro myself. Huh. <clears throat> um, and then, like, we did our show, and we, you know, sunk into talking about how in Revenge of the Nerds, um, the nerd rapes. Maybe she was just getting you to practice. A girl. Like, no, hi. I think she. I think I was. I'm not. My name is Ryan. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. I, uh, hi, Ryan. Yeah. Hi. Ah, rehabs for quitters. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, no. it's very good for you. No. I mean, I mean, good. To, uh, anyway. To uh, so I, I would like you all, all the Radomaniacs out there, to give her the Rad Years push. So like, if you if you want if you like the episode, comment on the whatever platform, um, give her the likes. It'll just help her <clears throat> in the algorithms and you get more listeners to uh, listen to her podcast. So next week when it drops on Wednesday uh, or Wednesday night, give it the the old Rad Years rub, everybody. The, the mm. goddamn sprinkle some Hogan dust on it, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I did some impressions for her in, in the uh, Rad Years part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Like we just talked about last week, I said. It. She was like, oh. she said they were good, but, you know, I'm pretty sure she was lying. She's yeah. like, you should well, be It's, it's, it's called being camera. polite. Yeah, it's, it's not, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, what, what, you you did Dusty for? No, no, I didn't think oh. she'd know who Dusty was. Because, oh. yeah, so I did just did Trump and Obama. And the lunch, she won the lunch lady. She requested the lunch lady. Well, everyone wants the lunch lady. I mean, yeah. There was only one person that didn't want the lunch lady, and that was a little squeezer. I don't think E-Rock and Enchantress like the lunch lady. Oh, how can you? Oh, come on. Yeah, well, E-Rock likes the Patriots. Yeah. 
in Connecticut. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. You got a little gloating to do. The Dolphins with the big one. Oh, hell, yeah. Uh, they're going to do uh, – this is going to be <sighs> the best year of them. Like, you go into a season with no hope whatsoever. Yes, as a Vikings fan, I, you mean. I, for the last 20-plus eh, of some year, whatever, I mean, I – no hope ever. There was one year – where there was a little, like, a glimmer of we might, uh, like, have a winning record. That was probably, like, 15 years ago. But this year, they have got my hopes up so high. Well, I mean... The crash is going to be amazing. As long as Tua's brains don't go to mush again, <laughs> I think you'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know... It's one of those things that doesn't really heal, though. Once it happens, it's all. It, all it takes is like you stub a toe, and it's like ow concussion now. <laughs> ow concussion. Yeah, that's true. He seemed to to get it get it pretty hard though. Yeah. In the last uh, few years, so let's hope the best for young Tua. Yay! So and, yeah, that and a young squeezer for help young. Squeezer, well, old squeezer, the young squeezer living inside old squeezer. Yeah, yeah. I have many young squeezers living inside me. <laughs> is, that, is that why you fell off your diet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, my youth, my youthfulness is just growing inside me. Did you see that comedian, um, the Philly comedian, was that, got, somehow got in the press conference after the, they caught that um, Brazilian fugitive? No. He asked, uh, and, and, Oh, God, it was so good. He goes, uh, excuse me, Captain, was there ever a, a worry that he would get another small person into a trench coat and pretend to be a larger person? <laughs> and that, like, the, the, the captain or whoever it was was just like, no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> he said they asked him to leave, too, and they were very kind about it. So, Oh, well, that, that's... Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a n right near your old uh, stomping grounds, right where you used I, to live. I know exactly the pile of logs that they found behind. Yeah, by uh, what's that school over there? What's it called? Um, uh, Finch something yeah. or Indian Creek or I don't know. Yeah, they're the Panthers. Right. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't think of the name now, though. It's that's where you make the left to go to. Uh, uh, seven stars get the big stakes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Well, you do. Yep. And if you make a right and you go a bunch of windy roads and through the woods past all the horse farms, that's where I go get my Christmas tree. Huh. Still to this day. All the way down there. All the way down there. Um, so I was reading and uh, I was reading a review of the. Uh, I'm not, I'm probably not going to get the new Apple. 15 iPhone. I have the 14, no. but you might be getting it Oh, when it comes in stock. And uh, I was reading reviews on it to see it. And the pros and gadgets said the pros are small and lighter than previous pros. Handy action button. USB-C, way of the future. Console level gaming supported. Cons, boring colors. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty good that, phone. That's a good, that's a good, those are good cons. Yeah. So the the Max, if I could convince you to get the Pro Max, 
it, it it's got not only USB charging, but it's got USB reverse charging. I saw that. That's yeah, insane. I mean, I, the zoom camera. I, I mean, I, I have the Max, and I it right now because I can barely keep my phone charged as it is, yet alone charge my watch off my current phone. But a fully healthy phone doing that, yeah, it'd be pretty. Instead of running uh, charging our phones off our cameras, we can we don't even need to run power anymore. We can just run our cameras off our phones. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I know there's there's Android people out there, and they're like, you guys don't understand. iPhones suck. You're you're Apple sheeple or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like that. It just. It, I I like a lot of people are like it's not new and innovative. I like that it's the same. I yes, don't that, want that's it to change. That's why Starbucks and McDonald's are successful. Right. They found something and they keep it the same. That's mm -hmm. why Starbucks burns their beans. To keep it the same. Right. I do not want the iPhone to change very drastically. Keep getting better. Like, have better battery life. Make the software better. Make it more powerful. Have these little features that yeah. are like, oh, that's neat. I will get that. Yeah. But do not change it. I don't want a flip phone. I don't want no. a fold-out oh, phone. I don't gimmick. I, that yeah. whole flip phone the the flip what's the, the is it the surface one or what's the hell is the The surface like folds out. And yeah. then there's also then there's also a uh, a so Google has one that folds out. It's, it looks like like closed it looks like a fat iPhone and then it folds out into like an iPad. Yeah, I don't want a big wallet thingy in my I'd rather have a slim thing. Um yeah, and then like the the one that's like flips down, like the Galaxy Flip Z or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, that's the one where it's like the whole purpose is that you can have a picture of a toilet on your phone, and ah, it looks like a toilet. What? <laughs> uh, the screen they make it look like a toilet, like a toilet seat. So like when you open it up, it like you know how it flips open. Oh, you I know how the toilet seat flips. It's. Uh, I don't know. I think Reddit. it's just a dumb gimmick, and I'm not. Yeah, I just like the phone being the phone. It's what I'm used to. I've had it. Now since 2007, going on 20 years with the same form factor, I'm okay with it staying that way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm old now. Don't change things. <laughs> yeah, on me. for the kids. It go, there's, if there's you like... make it now, if Apple goes and makes a folded phone, that's fine. Just keep making the one I like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think that Apple's not notorious for for doing that kind of stuff. What if they came out with a rotary phone? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If someone wants, a, if uh, some hipster in Brooklyn wants a rotary phone, sure. But just keep. <laughs> make, I I don't use the phone function on my phone, so don't need that. The irritation. Ugh, why is it ringing? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Corey uh, in the office the other day uh, had his phone, and I, he has children, so I get it. And oh it, yeah, it, you were so irritated. It was making. I was like, "Who in the? F I, I don't even think phones should have the ability to ding or make noises." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a, a product of getting old. Yeah, I, mine is constantly on silent. The only time I turn the volume on, like to hear it ring, is if I know like something very important is calling, and I might be like doing something where I'm gonna miss. Like if I'm up on a ladder or some shit, and I don't always feel my watch go off because it's all loosey goosey on me. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's our phone rant. Yep, yep. That's our 
old guys. I, I'm sure our grandfathers at one point were raging against, you know, you know, ah, there's this touch-tone phones, you know, mm-hmm. all these kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh... I was. I just went on comicbook.com to see if there's any news we can talk about. Because all I have to talk about is only murders in the building, season three, and I fucking love it. But I guess No Mercy is still a thing, and that's the next. Oh, it's NXT is No Mercy. Oh, okay. So No Mercy is now an NXT pay per view, and Becky Lynch is fighting someone named Tiffany Stratton. Oh, okay. I don't know. I know Becky Lynch, but yeah. Um, yeah, I have done nothing outside of I go to work. I put my children to bed if I'm home while they're awake. And then I go and I play my Starfield. That's it all reached 10 done. million players. I know. It's one of the it's one of the headlines two hours ago on comicbook.com. Yeah. It's, uh, Are you liking it, it? Do you have any gripes? I, oh, plenty of gripes. It's a Bethesda game. Lots of gripes. But it'll work its way out over time. Uh, it'll get mod support. Uh, soon, and uh, probably early next year. Um, but I am the 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 role play like it's just a blank slate of a game. Like you do not have to play any of the missions or anything. You can just go out and do your thing, and whatever you want. I w- I was a pirate for a while, but that's kind of bugged, so I'm taking a time off. And now I literally am flying around scanning rocks. And it's the most fun I've ever had in a video game in probably 20 years. That sounds awful. You would absolutely hate this game. I uh, I remember you get you and Brad talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. And I ha- I oh, owned it. God, I have it so, still. Still in the cellophane. Still in the cellophane. Oh, but like you're talking so, about like all the mundane garbage you do in the game. And I'm like... I would just... I would go and make stew. I would collect the uh, herbs and and meats that I would need to make a fine stew. And I would cook stew. And then I would brush my horse. And sometimes we would just go for a little trot. And you turn the mini map off, so you just have to go by the compass and follow the sun. Yeah. Oh, here's another. Here's every time we talk of something, there's a headline: Red Dead Redemption Two leak confirms previous PS5 and Xbox Seri- Series X port. So I guess they're porting it, or they were porting it, and they're not porting it. I don't know if it even. I mean, that's fine. You can. It looks fucking gorgeous as it is. Um. Just, uh, I mean, it can play. I was, I was playing on my, on my X. But if they can do something to it to make it slightly prettier, I mean, God, the game's just fucking gorgeous. That's why you just go, you just ride a horse and look, like, wow, this is, like, people were actually taking pictures of the game online and then putting it in posts with other real life pictures and people were complimenting the game about how gorgeous it looks like oh what a lovely vacation you had it's like no nah, i was in my living room hmm. yeah, those are the same guys that make uh games uh full of fart jokes you know so. i guess yeah but GTA 6 should be somewhere down the line. Might be a while. That's when I'm here. finally going to get whatever PS bundles with it. Yeah, just hold off. You might even want to wait the other year because I'm sure they'll release it at the end of this system's life cycle. So then you have to, then they'll. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss out on the fucking grinding mesh with my boys. Oh, grind I miss grinding mesh. Yeah, we used to that was you know that was ten years ago, Squeezer. That's fucking terrifying. This September. This this it, I think it was like ten years ago, like today or like a, a, like this week. That you and I sense. you and I were in line outside of the GameStop near our, my target. And I awkwardly had to go into a separate line as the only person who pre-ordered the <laughs> PS3 GTA 5 bundle. And they couldn't believe someone got it. I got the free blimp with it, but it's only for in-game. Um, oh, it wasn't a real-life blimp? It wasn't. Well, no, but it wasn't an online blimp either. Ah. Um, yeah, so I remember, I remember we got it and... <sighs> We're so that night you're like you're not gonna play it tonight. I'm like no, I'm gonna play it tonight. And you're right. It was um, lots of downloading. That took a while. And then we played online. wasn't on for like a month, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It didn't. Uh... So in that time though, we were able to convince Brad, who at he, like Brad started working with me at the Sands a lot, and mm-hmm. in that time I convinced him to get rid of his flip phone and get an iPhone. Uh, Simpsons and the Jurassic Park game. Simpsons tapped out the Jurassic Park game. We played a lot of, and then um, I convinced him to get a PS3 and GTA 5, and he had to get a new because he still had a tube TV. Mm-hmm. So he had to get a new television for that. Then Brad took to it, like uh, oh, it was his his new addiction. Yeah, he was made and for it. <laughs> but I remember those early days. Of uh, grinding that one mesh, <laughs> grinding mesh is grinding a mesh like doing. Uh, well, there, there was uh, there was the the rooftop rumble. Rooftop rumble was, with the one was that the very first the, one, and the, then there was the helicopter one. Yeah, the rooftop rumble. You have to run over the hill was when well, no, the rooftop rumble. What was the one where you were on the the mountain and you just used the 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 sniper? Yeah, rifle. that was the one. That was the, with the helicopter. They were down below. Uh, fuck, what's the name of that? high anxiety or something something like that yeah. and and but we we would do that over and over because it didn't over, limit over. you and you'd get like all these xp and all this money and and then they started like capping it right yeah then there was a cap then they nerfed it completely that well that's what happened rooftop rumble was the first one to like be quick to like generate cash and that was the first one that they patched and like basically took all it took it away yeah, the whole phrase. On to the next one, and then grinding mish, grinding missions. Like, uh, what are we grinding? But then, then the worst was just being out in the open with people because we would just play privately. Right. You don't want to fuck with other people, right. and because otherwise, other people just completely just you know kill you. Because uh, I'm not any good at it. And the well, big picture. You're both things, better than me. I was the worst. Well, that's good. You uh, would just go thunder gunning. Yeah, I, I I was the thunder gun express man. I. I wanted to thunder gun every time. And I think in the early days, Parm played with us, right? Yeah. Par- Parm was like for a, a hot minute. Uh, little Dave was in there. Little Dave for a minute. Yeah, but the, it, the game is so, it's still going. Yeah. I know. It's still making money. It's ridiculous. Which is why everyone's worried that the next one will have no story mode at all. They're just going to go straight up multiplayer. I mean, well, Which would be a bummer because the story's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I'm not. The main worried game about is that. great. It was if so. They can combine the two if they can. They can make it in a way. Just but what they did now was the latest 
big patch that came out a while ago was a lot of that stuff that was locked to the solo sessions because you, they wanted you to play it in, uh, you know, the open world, so it was a lot harder. Right. And you spend more money. All that, you can basically do anything now in private. Oh. With your friends, which is all I... If, if the whole game is going to be like that, but, you know... That's why I like Fallout 76 I want to play. And I love Fallout games, but I don't want to play with other people online. I don't want to interact with the right. world. Yeah. We just, half the time, we're not even doing anything but fucking killing each other. Driving just around. Just meander super... meandering about doing nonsense. Uh, just killing each other. And blowing yeah. blowing each other up and yeah, trying, just... like fucking around. Like, I bought the Batmobile. And then Brad's got like the tank and we just drive around and fuck off. That was the most, and make yeah. each other laugh. Fly, fly cars up to roofs of buildings and yeah. you just drive them off and then try to detonate it on the way down. Yeah, yeah there's there a lot of uh, a fun in that. And we, we had like a little resurgence around COVID where we were playing again, but. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, uh, jo we have more responsibilities now. And Hmm. Uh... I guess we could still play. It's just it could. It's in those ten years, you got married and had two kids. Yeah, and new games came out that I'm addicted and, to. And new to. games came out. The there was a couple of promotions involved. Enchant Enchantress and I moved in together. There was there was a lot in the, that ten years that yeah. we, when we started yeah. to. And Brad travels more. Yeah, he's, Brad's a, he's working in the big city. Working for Amazon. <laughs> packing yeah like, working for amazon when, when he's not shooting a game does he have to like pack prime packages like pick stuff from prime? do they they make him pee in a bottle there too oh they probably do when he's doing the game yeah like no pee breaks here's your bottle yep afterwards we're gonna bust you to the warehouse and you're gonna pick for fucking nine hours he did do that Amazon game, right? Yeah. 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 He was uh pre pre halftime and post game show, I think. That's his dream gig. He doesn't win a Oh my god, game. that's the easiest game. No, yeah, he likes to he, like, they're, like oh, although their fucking pre halftime and post game set has like fifty fucking people on it. Yeah. Like they have they have so many people and they're all waiting for their chance to talk. He said they had a minute and 45 seconds to strike that whole thing and get it off the field. After halftime? Yeah. Yeah, they did a pretty good job, too. I saw I saw him pulling the set. It was cool. Yeah. They had uh, Jason Kelsey and Jalen Hurts on at the end, too. They go late, too. And then they ran right into that Kelsey movie, which I'm saving for the plane. I love Jason Kelsey. I'm not oh, even figured When I saw that, I'm like, oh, boy, there's someone that's going to... I fucking love it's Jason like, Kelsey. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of loving giant men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are we are talking about, uh, I don't know, not one of our most popular topics. Like whenever we do a wrestling one, it doesn't really. Yeah, but it's beloved. It, it's, one of, it's, it's niche where it's you're either I'm not even going to tune in or you're very excited that we're going to talk wrestling. Um, yeah, so. We're talking retro wrestling merch. Merchandising. Merchandising. Which, which I, I don't know. that Maybe that like struck a chord with me when I was a kid because I'm the king of merchandising. <laughs> well, I mean, there wasn't... Uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, Not what really, kind of merchandise of... Uh, 
could I think of? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. Like, just watching old Raws, it was every other segment was there something either sponsoring them or them attached to another brand. Or, you know, those fucking catalogs that were in every issue of WWE magazine, WWF magazine. Oh, I wasn't, I I didn't get those. Remember, we didn't believe in magazines in my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you started last week, so I get to start this week. Here's my first retro wrestling merchandise. How about this? What is that? This happens to be the real championship belt. That's not Hogan's belt, Brain. I know the champ's belt when I see it. You're right. Comparing this belt to Hulk Hogan's belt would be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. Comparing the men that wear these belts would also be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. You see, the man that owns this belt is right now under contract to another organization. But in the very near future, he might be coming to the World Wrestling Federation. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. This man not only has challenged Hogan on numerous occasions, unanswered, may I add. But you want to compare him? Fine. Then let's compare Hulk Hogan to Rick Flair. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Wow. So I was so bl- I knew that belt. I didn't really know the history of that belt, that it was the NWA belt, but I knew it was the WWF belt. I'm sorry, WCW belt. And when it showed up on WWF, I was like, like I didn't get the business back then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How guys would go back and forth, and and guys would come back with different gimmicks. I'm like, no, that's that's not. I'm mad at it. that's Tito Santana. You know, I didn't I didn't get it. <laughs> um, but. I'm not talking specifically about this belt. I'm talking about all the toy, the foam belt specifically that were in the wrestling catalogs. I got mine at a house show at Ag Hall. I got the WWF World Championship belt. And I was always so pissed the design of it didn't match the Winged Eagle because it was based off the um, 86 Hogan Championship belt before the Winged Eagle. The one he won off of... um, I think Andre had it, and then he had it. Here, let me see this. 86, the 86. The WWF 86 championship belt. So that's what, yeah, that's oh, that, yeah. That's what the toy belt, the foam belt, is, and it had a black foam, and they also made a white foam version. And then there was an intercontinental belt that had a brown foam, and a tag team title that had gray foam. And I wanted those so bad. I only had the championship. Now I have all three in my office at Work Squeezer. Mm-hmm. WCW, if you look at our uh, YouTube page, WCW also had uh, a championship belt and wa- a fo- made out of foam in white and black that kind of matched uh, the big gold. Uh, big gold championship mm-hmm. belt. I didn't have any of the WCW uh, foam ones, but I did have the WCW Galoob one that matched the uh, big gold belt. Um, and it was like really high quality. That belt was fucking awesome. And it was like liquidated. I got it for like pennies on the dollar squeezer. Where'd you get it at? I think either Kitty City or Bradley's. And it was just, it didn't sell. Now, they like in a boxed one, sells on um, eBay for a lot of money. Like if you Google, huh, eBay. 
WCW Galu belt. Not the figure belt. So there was the figures, the Galoob action figures. They all had belts. Here it is. $275. Um, there was a kid dressed as Sting on the on the box. And it was like like a nice cloth like strap with Velcro on it. Oh, that's and nice. It had two side plates. Like I think in this picture. It's not gonna tear or deteriorate like No, no, it didn't. It didn't. Um, that was like my my favorite uh, kid's title <clears throat> toy title belt. I think it even has a like this box. Look, it's 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 got a re from Hills. It was nine ninety seven, and it was reduced to a dollar fifty. Uh, this one I'm looking at on eBay. So yeah, these these got reduced and liquidated, pretty hardcore. Um, it, and it was like a nice plastic plate, and the 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 side plates were sewn on. Then um, you know, as the as the NW. But Oh, poor boy. What? It says it fits boys sizes 5 to 12. Mm-hmm. I just assume you put it on your waist and it just, like, drops to your ankles. Yeah. And I had it, like, cinched as tight as it would go. Oh, okay. So. Right on my shoulder. Uh, I had to, I guess. I also had the Hasbro WWF uh, winged eagle belt, but that was a piece of shit. So it was a big plastic plate, and it, you had to put the sticker on yourself, and then it was, like, a piece of, like, polyurethane foam that like that like weaved through the plate and like that was your strap that thing was a piece of shit i got that for christmas one year but i still loved it but i put the sticker on like bumpy and there was like air bumps in it because uh, i refused to let my parents do it i did it myself yeah i was a sticker putter on her kid myself yeah but you probably did like a good job at it <laughs> oh i was very meticulous Yeah, yeah, see, I just uh, I just slapped that shit on. Here's the $300 it's going for, the championship belt. It had Ultimate Warrior on it. And it looks like, if you look at the box that the sticker's on it, it is not. You have to put that decal on, or the deck knell, as Ricky would say, on yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, the cha those were the championship belts. And then, like, the first replica... Like I guess WCW starts selling um, big eagle, uh, not big eagle, big gold uh, replica belts, and I, I didn't know that. And I found I wanted like a real belt so bad, and I would use my dad's eBay account and just give him the money, give him the cash, and I bid on. It was before, it was so long ago, and I actually told the story on with Kate because she asked about eBay, and I bid on a um, replica big gold belt, and uh, it was pre buy it now and i want it so that was my first thing i ever bought off oh. ebay well i mean if you had to use your dad's account yeah. i mean it had to have been those old school ebay that's when it was still like people selling their shit it wasn't just a store right yeah yeah so those were my uh replica wwf and wcw belts i had as a kid they later would sell wcw would go on to sell like and uh, the same ones with nwo spray painted on them and red and black you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, oh, here's, um, here's one of the, the Hasbro belt. Uh, you get a good idea of the mechanics of it, but this kid also put the decal on fucked up too. Hold on. Uh, see, I would, you, you get the, the decal diagram, right? And then you also get the box and you cross reference the two and, you know. 
Okay, there you go. Sending. Look at the decal on this. See, I'm not full of shit. This is going to make me mad, isn't it? But you can see how the, the belt mechanics work here. And like oh, how, how, oh, you, that how, me. how you had to like thread this piece of whatever the fuck fabric through that plate. Yeah. Oh, this bothers me so much. Let's see, how would I do this? This one, I'd probably start from the top and then work my way down. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, mine looked worse than this kid's. Mine was all fucking... Oh, oh. oh this is breaking my heart. Bumpy. But yeah, so that was that was my first belt, this belt that, that the WWF Hasbro belt. Oh, was there a Velcro on that? Yeah, you, you had to put the Velcro on yourself. Oh, okay. So the Velcro is not attached here. No, nah, it, it was sticky wow. Velcro. Yeah, the, it was. They, they made you basically build your own belt. Yeah, they, 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 you're your own. They sold you a belt model kit, and you had to factory. put it together. Yeah. Well, I guess, this is before we realized we could just make all the poor people in China put our stuff together for us. I guess. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, China. Um, I'm, I'm talking to Enchanter. She is down at the Citizens Bank Park, not to see the. Oh, I didn't even. You know, I didn't, I didn't even check the Phillies. Did they went up. Uh, they, they were down one nothing. Uh, they, they lost. Uh, Lorenzen, he was in the pen. He blew it. Holy shit! Nine three. Man, it was one nothing when I checked. Um, but they're down at the Pink concert. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was my first pick. Here's your first squeezer. It's the first thing you hear before your favorite WWF superstar enters the arena. You smell what the rock is cooking? Now you can own the very same theme music today's hottest superstars take to the ring. WWF The Music Volume 3 features the greatest entrance music themes of the World Wrestling Federation's great superstars. Make an impression. WWF The Music Volume 3. Available at all fine music and video outlets. I know. This is one of those things where they weren't shoving down your throat every Monday and Thursday night. I don't know what else they weren't trying to sell. Yeah, you. that CD, I had it. I got it from Best Buy, and it was pretty popular. Yeah, I, I think this was, I feel like this was my, my favorite one. Well, not, I feel like this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. I feel like this is the uh, best one. Uh, so. I had the tapes that I got at a house show, too. It came Ooh. in like a clear plastic case, and it, it was a white tape. And like yeah, so doink and is... some other things on it, but... um. Uh, yeah, this the music was always hot. To, for, for, yeah. Especially when you're 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 wrestling your wrestling buddies, like you need some entrance music. Yeah, especially your wrestling buddies. This, this to me, this was peak grass cutting music. Um, <laughs> when I was cutting the grass, like that would go on and. Well, you uh, did one thing. I, I never backyard. I never did backyard wrestling. We you didn't know? use this though. We had our we did our own mixes and stuff. Uh, okay, I never I never ventured outside the wrestling buddy. Like it was only Hulk Hogan and Macho Man were the only two, you know, I ever wrestled. But no, because I would come out my music. I came out to uh, Brain Stew. Oh wow! Yeah, I, was, I, I that's a Green Day. That's a little calm for you. I would I would expect something else. No, I like the build up. Oh, well, I made a little edit, so I, I have the, the build up. The dan it, dan it. Dun -dun, dun -dun, yeah. dun -dun. 
I'm having trouble trying to then, sleep. Then I went right into the faster, you know. I'm counting sheep, but running out. Yeah. As time Every time I time. hear that, when it come, if it comes on, like Still I'm driving a company vehicle, so I got the fucking radio. Uh, sorry, I'm talking over you. Nah, I'm just singing the I, lyrics. I know, I'll let you, I'll let you sing. And mm. I'll have flashbacks like I do. Of, uh, on my own, here I go. Put through tables, put through fences. Tiki Torch, Tiki Torch Singapore canes are the best. Oh man, they they look so legit, and they hurt like it too. Also, an erector set. I got beat with an erector set. But yeah, we would do our own mixes for that. But yeah, Volume Three was my favorite. This was like peak. Attitude era uh, came out at the end, December. Tw- it released December 29th of 98. So it's like everything was, all the pieces were fitting together now. Uh, and you got the Undertaker theme, uh, Edge's theme, uh, X Pac, Dude Love, Kane the Rock, and then also uh, The Brood, which I, I love that track. Ken Shamrocks. Uh, the Oddities was the only song on there that wasn't produced by Jim Johnson because that was uh, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. And then uh, DX, Sable, uh, Outlaws, Valvinus, and Stone Cold. Uh, so, yeah, that was a pretty good lineup. The year before, I want to say Undertaker, Stone Cold, and then you had Ahmed Johnson. Oh, the Wildcat from uh, Mark Marrow's song. So, yeah, it wasn't uh, yeah, Vader, Farouk. So, like, they're not... Those tracks, those songs, like, you hear them now, but everything off of three, like, is very... They became more identifiable, I want to say. Like, I mean, as a fan, you know, but, like, I feel like these songs were... Each one, they were a little more different and stood out. They like the early years, it felt a little more generic. And you especially hear that in like '96, '97, especially when they were trying, when guys were trying out new shit. Because I went through and I rewatched all that, and I'm like, wait, who is this guy coming out now? And you realize it was like, it was like a song that they used because they reused a lot of stuff. Remember, like, Kurt Angle's is just uh, Sergeant Slaughter with horns. Um. But yeah, they did that a couple times. We're like, this is someone's song, and then a few years later, it's the same thing, just eh, tweak just a little bit. Right. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I technically didn't have it because this was also peak. Uh, I want to say this is pretty much this is good bootlegging time. So I had it, but I didn't. It was. It was. Shiny gold disc with Sharpie on it that said mm. WF the Music Volume Three. No, Sorry, I, I, I had I had it uh, from from yeah. Best Buy for sure. Oh, no, it was downloaded. But but yeah, that was my favorite one. And then after, then they did I think four, which was still like you know wrestler songs like Jericho and Big Show at this point. No Chance in Hell was on it. Uh, but then after that, like once you get into the 2000, that's when they started like doing remixes and stuff. Like they, they came out with the aggression, which was all like a, a song like inspired by wrestlers 
and it was all like a rap album. And then uh, I guess volume five was more songs, but then then they started like having songs, yeah, inspired by or like covers of songs, like Triple H is the game, but I guess they wouldn't get the rights from Motorhead, so they had to get Drowning Pool to cover it to sell it on a CD kind of thing. Ah. And, yeah, and no one wants to hear that. No, so That's no why one. you're just going to go out and, you know, download what you want. Right. Yeah. Um. All right, what else you got on the topic? Uh, that's it. It's, good. It's, it's the pinnacle of merchandising. Merchandising. And they merchandise the shit out of it. I, you can't go a commercial break on a 1999 WWF show without them trying to sell you the music. That is true. All right. Uh, we are now on... Well, I got so many goddamn windows open. My next... You let the bugs in. Who let the bugs in? You get to leave the windows open. Sorry. Here we go. You ready to fight? Then step into the ring and take on Sting. There's me and my rival, Ric Flair. And there's the total package, Lex Luger. Check out the toughest tag team around, the Steiner Brothers. These WCW action figures are just as tough and as mean as we are. Rick pulls for the new drop. Can Sting escape? Oh! He's gonna finish him off with the body slam! The WCW wrestlers each sold separately from Duluth. I dare anybody to take us on! Now, I'm not talking the Galoo WCW figures, but San, original San Francisco toy makers action figures. And they started with... No, I don't... I really couldn't find much on the original San Francisco toy makers. Like... Like a company history. Um, I know Galoob. So, like, the guys who own Galoob left to start the uh, uh, San Francisco toy makers, I think. I don't know. Let me see if I can. <clears throat> do do googling with the red years. Uh no, I can't find anything. Uh That's right. They did the I I'm trying to remember why I know the name. It's cuz they did the ECW. Line. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> The original San Francisco Toy Makers are a private company, a small group dedicated. It was founded by Saul Jodell, a veteran toy industry inv inv uh, inventor and executive from its base in San Francisco, California. I know that he did. They did. Um, fuck. I know they did, uh, did, did other shit, but whatever. So I got my first. So Hogan went in 94 to WCW. And my mom, my mom's birthday that year, got me the, the toy. So they're like LJN, big rubber guys. Mm -hmm. You know, you take an eye out with them. She got me Hogan and Vader. Uh, there was Hogan, Vader, the Nasty Boys, Jimmy Hart, um, Johnny B. Bad, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Ric Flair. 
various uh, different, you know, costume repaints for Ric Flair and Sting. Uh, Macho Man, Vader. Macho Man was in Series 2. There was a Series 2 Hogan, a couple Jimmy Hearts, another Johnny B. Bad repaint. Same with Flair, Sullivan, and Stinger, um, and Vader. There was two packs with Harlem Heat, Sting and Hogan, the Nasty Boys, uh, a Harlem Heat two pack. Like just different. They did a lot of repaints. There's a ring, a ring with figures. Um, then Series Three had uh, Big Bubba Rogers, which is Big Boss Man. Uh, Alex Wright was one. They did separate Harlem Heats. Uh, Craig Pittman. Uh, they did Sting in his jacket, which was really weird. Then they did uh, the Giant, you know, Paul Wright, Big Show. They did bl the Blue Bloods, um, Robert Eaton and Lord Stephen Regal. Then the NWO started happening um, in 96. So the, the backing card still had Macho and Hogan, and they're like red and yellow and shit, but the, the figures were painted in NWO black. Uh, they did uh, Fly Buddies, which were uh, you like uh, fill them with water, and uh, I really don't know what you did with them, but we had <laughs> these at KB. They were fucking ridiculous. They're Balzacs, actually. Toy makers they own the rights to Balzac. We talked about Balzac oh, on the show, right? That is that maybe that's where it. Uh... They made four packs, and then they started making them. Brandon Monday Nitro. There's a Lex Luger. There's a Flair. Again, Sting repaints. Harlem Heat repaints. Nasty Boy repaints. Kevin Sullivan repaints. Then they did, you know, those mini comic book Marvel ones. They they did all those like small play sets, like Mighty Max. They okay. did a Mighty Max like set with a ring, and the outside looked like the belt. And there was like a Hogan and Sting little figure. There's a Dennis Rodman Hogan two pack. Um, then they started making the vibrating figures that we sold at, at, uh, KB. A lot of these from KB, they were like, you, they, 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 uh, wrestling action. So you push the red button aside and the characters would, would vibrate. It was very weird. You got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash at this point and Chris Benoit. How many, how many moms were coming in to buy Scott Hall and Kevin Nash for their kids? Yeah, I know. Right. Um, and then there were these uh, 12 inch signature series. A lot of them were KB exclusive. And uh, I think one of them came in one time and like it wasn't fully formed. Like there was a lot of plastic beads. It was never f finished made. But these were K some of these have KB exclusives. They're 12 inch of Goldberg, Ho Hollywood Hogan, Macho Man, Sting, and both Wolfpack and. and, and uh, were they intended to go like be exclusive or they, or they came off the line and they're like, yeah, right to liquidation. Uh, probably both, but they had KB toy exclusive stickers on them, but yeah, they had, they came right with the red line through them. <laughs> Pre markdown. Yeah. Well, they all, that's how KB, those lines, the, 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 the sheets came with the lines through them. We didn't do them. Our, some, we had a pen in case we had to do them ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the 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 Whoa. sticker sheets came pre redlined already. Uh, it's like that's like saving how uh, I saved four hundred dollars in a pair of shorts at Kohl's. Huh? Yeah, right. I uh, gotcha. Then they started making like the four point five inch articulated figures, kind of like almost like the Hasbro, but a little better. 
and they had singles and two packs of those. Um, these kind of these kind of resembled what would later be the ECW figures. So there was like a Hogan and Scott Hall. There was a Hogan and Steiner. Uh, various different two packs: NWO and WCW branded, and uh, a lot of singles too. And they did four packs. Um, a lot of singles. Uh, they did a lot of the articulated 4.5 inch, and they, so they didn't. They, they redid the Sting, I'm sorry, the Ring, and everything. Then they came out with a 6.5 inch articulated size. So different than the 4.5 inch. This is now the like fifth iteration of of action figures of sizes. So there's a Bret Hart. Bret Hart's in the company at this point. Goldberg. Benoit, DDP, you know, the, the giant. Raven's got a figure here that looks ridiculous. Uh, oh, oh, what series is that? Rey Mysterio. This is a 98. This is the 6.5-inch articulated uh, original San Francisco toy maker figures. Uh, these just say sevens. They did four packs. They did two packs. They branded them with. Halloween Havoc, World War Three. They did a ring for the 6.5 inch that had noises. Kurt Henning had one. Buff Bagwell had one. Uh, they did. They did a lot of fucking figures. You can't put it. Um, you can't say that they they didn't they didn't do their due diligence. Um, and they so some unreleased prototypes of the LJN styles. <laughs> they, this raven's ridiculous what's that the raven i yeah. found the raven it's ridiculous um there was a renegade who was like the warrior ripoff there was mm -hmm. a sh the shark who was was earthquake and his wcw uh gimmick there was um original san francisco toy maker pillow pals uh like wrestling buddies there's a flare a vader a hogan and a sting, but uh, they, those never saw the light of day. The, there's a vibrating Chris Benoit, Hogan, and Giant that were never released either. Uh, and then Toy Biz got the WCW line and just, fuck, went off the rails. So Am San Francisco Toy Maker went on to do uh, ECW figures. Um. And we all know. I, I, I bought them from KB thinking I'd be rich when they came out. I got the Dudleys. <laughs> I got Tommy Dreamer. I got whoever had a belt on it I got. And the, yeah, no, not so much. My, one of my, I think my RVD, I have my Dreamer somewhere. My RVD is still like at my mom's house in like the little bin of toys that she brings out for like my nieces and nephews now or my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's my my four year old just playing with my RVD. It's like, oh, look at this little prince. <laughs> here. Um, look at this. What yeah. what's this uh, leaf on his his <laughs> outfit? Uh, you know what was cool with that set though was uh, the weapons. Yeah, yeah, they did come like, with a lot of really like chairs, garbage cans, sheet pans. Kendo they sticks. They had an entire uh, weapons pack that you could just buy. Yeah, man. Yeah, San Francisco Toy Company. They did. Uh, you know, they did. They did a lot of stuff right, but I just didn't. Some of it. They just did too much, and some of it was fucking garbage. So. Yeah. All right. Um, your second pick. Here it is. 
shine this up real nice, Jabroni. And I know just where to stick it, Ron. What's your name? It doesn't matter what my name is. Rock smells what you're cooking. Pancakes, Rock! Pancakes! Lay the smack down in the kitchen, the loading dock, even the boiler room. Plus storylines and special guest referees. Everything inside the ring and almost anything out. WWF Smackdown. Lay it down, Jabroni. Finally, The Rock has come back to PlayStation. <laughs> ah, yes. I remember how excited I was for this uh, when this was coming out. Because at this point, I had had... I had, uh, uh, a 64 and uh, a PlayStation and originally I I was big into I, I, I played uh, Warzone and um, uh, was it? Attitude right? Yes uh, and those were the uh, I, they were they were a little rough uh, they were early on. I mean, Warzone barely had, like, any feature. It's very simple. We talked about before, like, the over-modulating, especially with uh, uh, Ahmed Johnson videos where he's just yelling at you and you can't actually hear what he's even saying. Mm -hmm. um, but SmackDown was, like, the next step up, and it was very... It felt very next generation. And it looked cool. Like, it looked really good. Uh... Gameplay-wise, though, compared to what you had on uh, the 64, uh, it, it wasn't, it didn't compare. Uh, so it was both, you know, they're published by THQ, but, like, I will still stand, I want to talk ad nauseum how amazing No Mercy is, and I prefer, I still think it's the greatest wrestling game ever made, um, but that was developed by Aki, whereas... Uh, the SmackDown, the PlayStation games were developed by Ukes. And Ukes, it was a base. Yeah, if you didn't have N64, you got garbage games. Those games suck. They had great, like, sound and, like, like yes. Titantron video, but that was that it. Was, so, that, yeah, that's, that was the big selling point. And when you first booted it up, like, the first, first of all, the intro to SmackDown would play off your PlayStation. Like, right. wow, this is so cool. But that was only cool like the first two or three times. After that, you just hit X to skip it because right. you just want to play the I game. You're going to watch it every time. Right. Yeah, I actually, my the, sister had a PlayStation and I bought the SmackDown game from KB. I got my discount. I got it really cheap. And I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> it's not fun to play at all. Uh, SmackDown to Know Your Role was a little better. Um, and there was more added to it, like the, the extra backstage kind of stuff, like fighting in other rooms. But, but, but they tried to sell it on was like the glitz, and like what the stro the PlayStation strong suit was, which was like the the live video and music, which was like that's what it showed off, and like for the entrances, it was almost embarrassing because it would play the actual Titantron video. Like, wow, this is so cool. And then it was like the real music was there. And then the wrestler would come out and basically be like medium-wide, roughly thigh-high shot of them walking in front of their Titantron. And 
but like in place. Basically, it's like if they were standing on a tr- walking on a treadmill in front of their Titantron video, right. and you just shot that, and that was it. Whereas, like, No Mercy, and I'm not gonna just you know praise its name because it, it truly is glorious. Like, look, the music wasn't there, you know, because it's it's going off. There's cartridge. a chip tune music. It was a chip tune. Um, which you come to appreciate at an older age where you can just listen to that and be happy. Right. Um, and then also the Titantron videos were usually just like flashes of a couple like frames. Like it was like a couple pictures. It would just kind of bounce back and forth. But the animation was there. That was the thing. Like it didn't have the look. It wasn't as polished, but it had the feel. And so like the intro, like the characters would come out and like, like, you would see the whole, like, the arena would go dark, and then the flames would pop, and then Kane would walk out, and then he would walk to the ring. And, like, it was the whole process, like, Stone Cold, the walk, and the strut, and then the, the poses and stuff. Whereas this, you just had them walking in front of it for a little bit, and you're like, oh, this is kind of, there's no, for me, for a guy that loves the intro, mm-hmm. and, and the pomp and circumstance of wrestling, this kind of just bypassed it all. Uh, and then same thing, the movesets, it was more arcade style, which I, again, I love the No Mercy. Heavy, very, very, it feels beefy, meaty, like very thick, chewy, grappling style of that game. Uh, versus this, where it was very much like, if you hit the combo at the right time, it would activate the animation and, and do it. I still played it. I still really enjoyed it. It was a nice uh, wrestling sorbet from the other wrestling games I was playing. I mean, there's a stretch there. I think I don't know what else I played if it wasn't for the, uh, probably uh, Ocarina. I would play, and then Siphon Filter. I would play on PlayStation, but fuck. Other than that, I just I played so much. It was pretty much all wrestling games. Because I would all my time would go in the creator wrestler, and that was the other thing. No mercy, greatest creator wrestler ever. Uh, SmackDown, you got to pick random heads, like like, and you get like unlock pieces, and it was kind of like just piecing things together. You weren't really customizing anything. That was kind of a bummer. Um, but again, I'm not gonna shit on it too much because this is a, a happy positive show. But the fact that you're going to make me build Albert in Creator Wrestler and not just give him to me to not play with, come on, you think I'm going to go through that effort? No. no. All right. So any more on your wrestling video game? Uh, no. I, I I wanted to play it before, but there was some mouse poop, and I'd have to sterilize the thing and clean off the mouse poop to get the disc out and then find the PlayStation. So one one day we'll get there. One day. All right, here's my next one. From the pages of the World Wrestling Federation official merchandise catalog, here's Dusty Rhodes. Whoa, this is Dusty Rhodes, and you know I got my hand full in the World Wrestling Federation. And full of what? Come in here, darling. We're going to show him some stuff. I got the official WWF merchandising catalog stuff right here. You can order it out of that catalog. I'm going to tell you in a minute how to get it. Look at here. We got a WWF hat right here. Look how fine that looks on Dusty Rhodes and McAfee. What else we got? Woo, Sapphire, come on in here, baby. We got an Ultimate Warrior Suck Cup. 
Suck and you him. can take this cup, put milk in it, juicy, whatever you want to do, whatever we got. Oh, look at here. Oh, I belt. You can be a champion. Everybody can be a champion, just like all the great stars in the World Wrestling Federation. And what else, darling, right here? Oh, show that. That's my favorite. Hold that up there. Dusty Rose official T-shirt. Throw that up there in the camera. Oh, is that pretty? And let me tell you, merchandise catalog, genuine, only place you can get it right to this address right now. For your free catalog, write to the World Wrestling Federation Merchandise Department, P.O. Box 3866, Stamford, Connecticut, 06904. The WWF official merchandise catalog, brother, got all kind of stuff in it. You know what I'm talking about? And it's the stuff dreams are made of. You know that wasn't scripted either, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Dusty. Okay. Dusty. So, First of all, for those who always say the fucking marks who always say that Vince was ribbing Dusty with the polka dots, he is most famous for the polka dots, in my opinion. I didn't know who fucking Dusty Rhodes was till he put on the polka dots. No one knew who I was till I put on the polka dots. Baby, please, polka head, get over here. I got myself a wrestling figure. Baby, please, you're gonna get won't get this WWE suck up. Put milk in with juice, whatever you have in there. Uh, what have you? Uh, get this Dusty Rhodes polka dot t shirt from my, my sweet sapphire right here. Hand the ultimate, you'll be the champion yourself. Well, WWE, I fucking love Dusty Rhodes, man. Oh, yeah. No, it's funny. I so I was trying to put the thing and I came across it, it's just a Reddit and the still of the video of what you just played mm -hmm. and if i'm right it's him he's wearing the white shirt and the mm -hmm. hat and she's wearing the polka dots and it's mm -hmm. in front of the but look at that image and the two of them there and have people guess like are these people in professional wrestling <laughs> goddamn right <laughs> it's the strangest <coughs> But Legendary. please, I'm the second most recognizable athlete in the world behind Muhammad Ali. I, of course, everyone knows I'm in professional wrestling. I was ready to talk about the, they call it the, it's not called the suck cup on the, the merchandise catalog. It's called the sports bottle, but we call it in, the, in, in Georgia Championship, Florida Thousand Wrestling, we call it the suck cup. Produce milk will have you in there. Pumpkinhead, come in and look at my, uh, Bruce Pritchard told the story, I think. It was on one of his Ask Me Questions and shit a few weeks ago, what his favorite wrestling figure was. And he said it was the Hasbro Dusty. And that was, as a kid, my, one of my... I, I The Virgil one, believe it or not, was one of my favorites. I loved Virgil for some fucking reason. And Virgil apparently was a rib on Dusty Rhodes himself, Virgil Runnels. And I love that Dusty figure. I fucking loved it. I love the polka dot. But it was great. I love Dusty Rhodes. He... I, I love that figure. It looks great, but he almost looks like he would fit in with a Playmates Ninja Turtle line. Yeah, absolutely, because he's Dusty fucking Rose. He'd fit in with any line. <laughs> um, so I'm talking T-shirts, and I wish I had that fucking Dusty T-shirt. I have a few Dusty remakes uh, from Homage, but, man, did they do cool shirts. The Hogan with his Python, 24-inch Pythons. Um, the... Red Rooster, that T-shirt's dumb. Jake the Snake Roberts, that's a big snake. Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake's got a shirt. The Dusty Rose to him and the polka dots, baby. Please, goddamn. Tito Santana, the Hot Rod shirt that was iconic for years. It just said Hot Rod and had the 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 what is it the the collars and the what do you call that shirt? The ribbing, the red. The yeah, ribbing. yeah. Like, did that ever change? No, no. That yeah. was his shirt. 
The Rockers, of course, had a shirt with the two of them on it. Ultimate Warrior had a shirt. Hitman had a tank top. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. This must have been when he went solo. It was 1990, but it's it's just Hitman, Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, Bushwhackers have a shirt. Superfly Jimmy Snuka has a shirt. Killed his wife in Allentown, Pennsylvania, or his girlfriend in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I think oh, this is te- like, technically Whitehall. I'm sorry. Yeah, technically Whitehall. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Whitehall proud. Fullerton. Let's get specific. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Fullerton. <laughs> right by the Leah Valley Mall, right where the Home Depot is. Mm-hmm. Right where I get my cheesesteaks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I was just those wrestling t-shirts. I just want to play the Dusty fucking. I have I have so many Dusty figures. I have the Dusty <laughs> with the red polka dots with one his hat with his eagle claw, it, my eagle claw baby on my hat. I have the yellow polka dot one right here in front of me. Um, at, at the office, I obviously have the Hasbro one in my case. I fucking Dusty Rhodes, man. That's why I think I'm like. I'm watching the product again because Dustin's back. You know, just knowing that he's like every time fucking goddamn. Like Dustin needed to get the WWE, so he had someone to cut promos with. That person happened to be Paul Heyman. <laughs> but the promos they did leading up to WrestleMania were fucking gold. Even with Roman doing his dusty impression. Because Cody doesn't like people doing the the dusty impression. You have to earn it. No, yeah. And he goes, if I may, he goes, this is what Dusty said about Ramones. A son, you have it. You can't sell it. You can't get rid of it. You can't whatever. You have it. And, um, you know, because Dusty was the pinnacle of that early uh, OVW NXT um, class, which had all the stars that are currently in it. They're basically all sons of Dusty. I I just love to hear stories like after Dusty left, um, and went back down. Vince was like, "Yeah, you know, go back, go back home, Dusty." Like, and they need like a finish. Goddamn, pal, call Dusty. He'll get you a finish. Um, and when they did the w- w- uh, the gimmick where Bruce was who, Reno Reno Riggins or Reno Rogers or whatever it was, the where he did the Dusty impression. He called Dusty to make sure it's cool. He goes, baby, you got to make f- whatever you got to do to put money on your table. Don't be worried about it. Um, uh, yeah, you got to go do make your make your money. So you got to make fun of me to make your money. I had no problem with it. Make your money. <laughs> you know, he was fucking cool about it. Even with gold dust, he was cool about it. Like, he, you know, D- Dustin called him to make sure it was. I'm so, Cody. Why do I keep saying Dustin? I'm talking Cody. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Dustin called about gold dust. Cody is now. That's why I'm watching. Cody yeah. is in the in the in the back in WWF and probably their biggest yeah. babyface yeah, star. I thought, I thought you were starting to watch AEW or something. No, 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 no. Although that Jay Cargill is apparently coming to WWF. That she's fucking. She's like rip, man. She looks like a fucking. Marvel superhero. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, here is your third pick. Rated M for Mature.
Revolution, the video game, in stores now from Acclaim. Ah, oh, this game sucks so bad. Is that uh, the so N64 one? No, I had it for PlayStation. I had, made it even worse. I had the N64 one, man. It was, so after WWF dropped the claim for, for the Aki engine and, and um, THQ, uh, THQ Acclaim picked up the ECW game. It yeah, fucking and they sucked. basically just reskinned uh, Raw WWF Attitude. It was at, yeah, Raw or Attitude, Attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's it was fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, it, that game it, Attitude was fucking terrible. Those WWF N sixty four games was, prior to I mean, WrestleMania two thousand were fucking garbage. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you dealt, you had what you you know, you dealt with what you had to work with. Dealt with what you, you just, you were happy you had something. Although I would if I had the choice, like up to that point before like two thousand, and I didn't There's play WCW link. games because you know I was, I was There's one I didn't have a N sixty four, and also I wasn't playing. Uh, WCW games, I would rather play pro wrestling on NES with King Slender and Amazon and Starman uh, and Kin Corn Karn and Hayabusa than want to play one of those games. They were that was tech a better wrestling game than like Warzone. God, I love that. I love that. Guy. That there's the link. There's Wells, Wells Fargo. Enchantress is stuck in traffic down at the Pink concert, and she. So I I have that little method of getting out to get on 95 North. You've taken it with me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. As, as long as that gate's open. Well, I well this well I I usually take it from the Wells Fargo lot, and um, <laughs> I said, hey, that 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 clip just made the podcast. Haha. She goes, cool. So she's not happy. Ooh. Yeah, she's been there for like forty-five minutes, but like you sneak out on Eleventh Street and you get right to ninety-five. She's just—I guess—I don't know how they direct the traffic this tonight, but she's just stuck oh, there. Yeah. If also if there was an event, where was it at? The link? Uh, no, it was at Citizens Bank. At Citizens. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. If there was anything. There was nothing else going on. Nothing else going on. No. no. No temple game on. That's uh, no. It's fucking Tuesday. Nope. Yep. Yeah. No. No lax bros. Because you know that would. The if the what are the hell the Philadelphia lax team. Nope. They play in the spring. No, I know the ultimate fris. I know the Phoenix or whatever the hell they are. The ultimate frisbee team. They play on the other side of seventy six. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There must be something Maybe that going has traffic on. all backed up. Yeah. It's uh, leave it to Pennsylvania and Philly to be like, we're going to, we know there's 70,000 people. In, well, not 70,000. There's probably 50,000 people in Citizens Bank Park tonight, but we're going to do traffic. We're going to, I'm sorry, we're going to do road construction. Uh, Ooh, as, no, better yet, bridge inspection. Bridge inspection. Or like the, the traffic slowdowns. Like the, yeah. We got, so when we were in, um, Berlin the first time she ran the Berlin Marathon. We went to Rome, Capri, Venice, and then Berlin. So we're leaving the airport and there was a lot of wind, so it couldn't take off. So we got diverted to Munich. So the plane was delayed for like forever. We were awake for 24 hours at this point when we went from um, Berlin to Munich to Montreal and then Montreal to Philly. We land in Philly, we come out and they're working on the parking lot. Jack can't. We're just waiting for our, our, our uh, Jiffy Park um, tr uh, shuttle to pick us up. And they're like, <laughs> and it's like, you have to cover your ears. It's so loud. They're jackhammering the parking lot. 
We got in the car and we get on the turnpike and all of a sudden the cops and the lights, they do a, a, a traffic slowdown for God knows what reason. I was ready to fucking get out and <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Just like torn my clothes off and started like wallowing naked in the middle of the road crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the proper response. Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted your ECW oh. game. No, it's fair. Fair enough. Um, no, but I'm not even talking about the game, because the game sucks. There's yes. not much more I can say. Right. Um, one second. I'm trying to pull up. Um, but there we go. Uh, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about the promotional tape that came with it that they put out to help... Because not everyone knew they, they had a problem. They have this ECW license, and there's a bunch of marks on the East Coast that are like, yeah, finally I get an ECW game. And then there's other people around the country that have no idea what the hell they're even talking about. Right. The same thing was with the action figures. It did catch on, but it did. It, like the epicenter was Philadelphia. Yes. And, and the tour they did was on a normal basis, ECW would do uh, the ECW arena every week. And then they'd go on tour, and they'd, they'd do New York, they'd do Hammerstein, they'd do like some place in Brooklyn, then they'd come and do Ag Hall, they'd do the Hamburg Field House, and occasionally they'd go like like Hershey or Scranton, um, smaller places. But mm-hmm. then I they, got to see him at Stabler. ECW never ran Stabler. I was there. ECW never ran Stabler. Are you kidding me? I was there. I was there. Hey, you got to look that card up. No. What's that? You got to look that card up. I don't think ECW ever. Are you sure you were at Stabler or uh, was it Ag Hall? I was there. Our, our, no, it was Stabler because our seats were roughly, uh, we're, we're, our original seats were along the aisle, but we were back pretty far, right? Like where that window is. Where, where, that. when in ECW's history did they run Stabler and they could uh, fill Stabler? They didn't. 99 <laughs> or 2000. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say um, never like every get show I went to. So before the Dudleys left, that, that like I, I think when Taz left, that's like when I stopped going to ECW shows. Oh. Um. No, so because the main event, because that's where that's where I met New Jack, because that's where I was standing in line. Oh, in, oh, sorry. In the entrance, and he was walking around with this trash can collecting weapons from fans as they were coming in. So what they would do at Ag Hall is they'd collect them. So back at the EC, have you been to the ECW arena? Never got to be there. So there was a Dollar Tree right, like right across the street. So a lot of the wrestlers, if you get there early enough, a lot of the wrestlers were over there buying stuff for themselves. So you get to meet like some of the some of the boys over there. Um, Blue Meanie was always there. Um, no, well, I go fit probably in the candy aisle, yeah. but like you go get like baking sheets and you take them in and they like, they they let you take them into the arena and hand them to the wrestlers at Ag Hall. Nice. You had to drop them off at the door before you went in. They had like a collection bin, but then they'd bring them out and they'd use them. My friend brought in fucking Nintendo. Nice. And it's it fucking Tommy dreamer smashed it over fucking Sabu's back. Uh, there was. There was, oh, I forgot the match, but it was New Jack, and he smashed Nintendo over a guy's head, and the cartridge was still in it, and the cartridge was flying into the crowd. Oh, so you had a Nintendo too? No, no, no. This was on, this was a TV 
uh, on a show. Oh, yeah. My friend brought the Nintendo to uh, Ag Hall. That's pretty awesome. So Ag Hall was also where, you know those wooden chairs they use right now for the shows? Oh, God. I can only imagine. So we are, we are in the front row. So when I was at KB, you know that wrestling kiosk down like in the middle of the mall? Mm-hmm. Um, he, would sell, he would sell ECW tickets. So he would hook me and my manager, John, up with like front row when, when they'd go on sale. He'd hold them for us. Oh, nice. So we'd buy front row for Ag Hall. And we were there, and it was, it was a, um, like a four-way match. I just, I just remember... Uh, Devon Dud- I'm sorry, Bubba Ray Dudley and, and RVD were brawling right in front of us. Uh, RVD took one of those wood chairs from my friend Jeff Barbary and smacked it over fucking Bubba Ray Dudley's back. And that the chair did not budge. That had to hurt. Like fucking, that was not gimmicked whatsoever. Those chairs are, they're oak trees with hinges. Right, they are fucking heavy duty. Every yeah, every ECW show I went to was either at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, Ag Hall, or ECW Arena. And my dad still remembers the first time he took me to an ECW match at Hamburg Fieldhouse with his fond memories of working old WWWF and WWF events there. Mm-hmm. You look like, oh, this is oh, gonna this is gonna be the great. The wholesomeness of it, right? And then everyone's chanting Francine swallows, and my friend JJ and I are chanting, and he's like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> He was not prepared. That was when the Dudley family was like five people. There was like sign guy and there was like five Dudleys in it. Yeah, big dick Dudley. And they're all fighting. Spike was against them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, so Stabler, the main event. I remember. So I remember Rhino. I believe Rhino put Don Marie through a table off the apron with a pile driver. Uh, But the main event was uh, Dreamer and Sandman versus um steve carino and jack victory was this rhino came out after sandman went to wcw and came back yeah okay yeah it had to be i guess it was Uh, 2000 yeah i had no idea ecw ever ran i was like no way ecw ran stable they could never fill stabler (laughs) and then like they didn't new jack came out yeah the the entire top was empty we actually so we we had our seats down along the aisle there because mm-hmm. like, when we bought the tickets, like oh yeah, because all the wrestlers come by. But then you realize you're in the back there, floor level. You can't see shit. So we left our seats, went upstairs to the uh, uh, concourse there, right. and came out, and then walked down, and then basically just took front row seats in the 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 parts that you know extend out for basketball. Right. We got like front row seats there. Stabler, stay close to your mic. Stabler, sorry, no, I, sorry. I, I had a bubbles. Ah, gotcha. Belch in the I was like, why is his volume so low? And I'm looking at my thing, and then it gets higher again. I'm like, oh, he's away from his mic. Stabler had to be the biggest house ECW ever ran. What was that fit? Like three thousand? No, like I think five or six. Really? Yeah. Well, they do. It's all like bench seating, so they can really cram you in there up top. I at guess. the top, yeah. yeah. I saw fucking so many WWF at Stabler between Ag Hall and Stabler. That's where, I, and and once in Hershey, the old the old Hershey Arena. They're the only uh, only shows I think I ever saw. I mean, I might have seen more as a kid, like they, they did Disney shit and stuff, and like my parents took me. Yeah, we we went to Ice Capades at the Stabler a lot too, and and Globetrotters. I believe they did Ice Capades there. Yeah. 
Uh, but I remember I saw the ECW show there, and I I remember we saw Lewis Black there back in the day. That was awesome. We saw um, Attitude the first thing Era he wrestling. Did was bitch was... that he thought he was being driven out in the middle of nowhere to be killed in the woods. <laughs> like, yeah, that's about right. I love. I was at the show. I'm pretty sure it was the one I was at. Well, I told you about the Shawn Michaels coming out and doing the match over again. But but Bruce Pritchard tells a story about leaving uh, of Stable Arena in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, with Vince and a storm, a snowstorm, and Vince like like laughing at him and like driving like a maniac. Man, that's crazy. I honestly I had no idea CW ran Stable. That's insane. Yeah. Did uh, uh, did like all the wrestlers hear every chant you said? Oh my god, you were right on top of them. Yeah. It was awesome. And they they were literally and then after the match they're doing the pose, so they brought out the three ladders, so it was Dreamer, Sandman, and New Jack on the ladders then just drinking and posing and he- talking to the crowd and Hogan like, you just, must you pose. Talking, you were just talk to it. Yeah, Dreamer must pose, just flexing for us. This had to be like muscles. kind of close to the end, right? It was pretty close. Yeah, man. I tonight t- 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 today I'm today years old when I learned ECW or Stabler. I'm like, no, he has to be misremembering. ECW. I can, I can, I can have Jake dig up the enough, card for you. Enough Googling. Yeah, Jake, you can figure out, or you might even find it. I don't know if they had it in the morning call or something like that. Like, you know. Oh yeah. But Jake's good at digging up cards. He dug up a few for me. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, but who else was on that? Simon Diamond. Was on, was, was a Simon Diamond Kid Cash maybe? Or no, that might have been Simon Diamond Rhino, and Rhino beat the shit out of him. Was Polly there? I don't remember. Allow me, sir, to say this at Stabler Arena. I cannot pay the rent we were charged here, so please allow me to say <laughs> goodbye. Uh, oh, anyway, so about my pick. Oh, yeah. Real quick. <laughs> no, it was a good sidetrack. I was about to go on to my pick, so good thing you sidebarred there. Um, so it, I'm not talking about the game because the game sucked. Uh, but to like spread the word, uh, Acclaim released a VHS tape, Hardcore Revolution, mm. much like the game, which was a collection of ECW matches that people can watch to get them excited for the game. Yeah, I think we had that at KB. It was a giveaway, right? Yes, it was a giveaway. Yeah, I, I had it because I like I got the game like right then. I, I don't know. Did they do pre-orders? Was it? The, all I know is I had it. Yeah, we pre-ordered uh, fucking everything, so. Yeah, so I, I, it was a pre-order for me. I was very excited for it. I had to tape. There was really nothing new for me because I already had all these matches on my collection of VHS tapes. But the, the to have it, you know, all in one uh, was, was nice. And there were some decent matches. Um, but the best, though, the one match that they did have on it, though, was... Uh, Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka at November to remember. Mm. And that's one of my favorite wrestling matches of just of all time. It's one of my favorite feuds of all time. It's so... Their matches in ECW were something special. And what you, whatever you want to say about new wrestling and false finishes and stuff, these guys literally murdered each other and kicked out of it time after time. Um... And just massive power bomb after massive power bomb, um, off of top ropes through tables on the piles of chairs, uh, and just but man, it wasn't but it wasn't didn't feel so spot heavy because the spot still worked 
in the storytelling. Like it just, they were really good matches, and and that one was on the tape. So if that, you know, brought in a couple ECW fans, the watching that tape, and then you're an ECW fan all of a sudden, and you play the game and you're not anymore. I get it. <laughs> goddamn fucking ECW, goddamn dumbass marks, fucking hillbilly bullshit. Yeah. Proud of it. Me too. Yeah. At least Pennsylvania is not known for a lot of things, but we have ECW and we always will. Yeah. Fucking Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. Nope. <laughs> All right. Here is, well, I got to wait for I'm looking up traffic support and Chancellor's is still stuck next to, <laughs> in between the link and the, um. What time is your flight leave? Not till tomorrow afternoon, but. Okay. She's like, we're never taking this route again. That was my quick route, and they got just stuck there. There has to be something going on. All right, here's my next pick. Dad, look! It's Fred the Hitman Hart! Wow. Um, remember this ad for the new generation? No, no, because I was. Yeah, uh... uh, it's it's basically a parody of the Coca Cola Mean Joe Green ad. Okay. So his kids randomly in the hallway, bef- kind of, I guess, where Gorilla would be before Brett's about to go out for his match. And he, he's like, hey, Brett. And Brett turns around looking on me and he walks up and he puts his wraparound pink shades on the kid. And then he goes, wow. Oh. And then he walks out. Now, um, I'm talking about those wraparound pink shades. I, I, I got, again, I got a pair at a house show at Ag Hall. Wow. I was such a Brett Hart. I'm, I still love him, Brett Hart, Mark. And say my, uh, my, uh, and I, I'm going to piss a lot of people off with my, uh, top five, my, my, my hall of fame, my, uh, what would you say? Uh, Mount Rushmore of, of wrestlers. Yes. Would be Hogan. There's four, there's four of those. Yeah. Well, I'm going five. I'm adding okay. I'm, like Trump. I'm adding my face, another face <laughs> to it. So Hogan, uh, Dusty, Bret Hart, HBK. <sighs> And then my fifth is The Rock, Flair, and um, Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And Razor is up there, too. Man, Razor might take that fifth spot. Fuck the rest of those guys. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Love him. But that's just a product of it, the new generation. Yeah. Is there room for D'Lo on mine? <laughs> Dilo was just in town. He was at the LVAC wrestling thing. The whole nation was there signing autographs. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, Mittman didn't, <laughs> but you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. But uh, no, I mean, come on. Hogan, yes. Yeah. Dusty, yes. Brett, yes. HBK, yes. And then, yeah, I love Razor. I love Stone Cold. I love The Rock. I love Ric Flair. 
I even love Kevin Nash. Diesel, man. Diesel was fucking badass. You just wanted to be in the click. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, uh, yeah, th- uh, sorry, but one, two, three, kid and Xbox. Like, Sean Waltman was another probably right. Like before, I like w- would look back and say who my favorite. Like I would honestly say Xbox. Like even John gave me the one, two, three, kid Hasbro figure. My manager at KB because I loved Xbox and one, two, three, kid so much. Wow. Um. Yeah, I wanted to be in the click. Are you kidding me? The click is my favorite. <laughs> I never really liked Hunter though. Never like Triple H, but everyone else, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got those those wraparound sunglasses for Bret Hart, and it was one of the coolest fucking things. He had silver at first, and then they had pink ones, and he'd autograph them and give them to a kid in the crowd every every fucking Bret Hart, man, fucking. So I was listening to Eric, one of Eric Bischoff's podcasts the other day. It was it was eighty three weeks, and it was about if you could go back and do something else, uh, like change something you did what would it be? And he's like signing Bret Hart. He goes, not because he's not the best town on the planet, but I ruined his career <laughs> or we WCW ruined his career. Yeah, they did. Yeah, man. He went out on top and just got buried. And then his career ended with a stupid kick from stupid Bill fucking Goldberg. Ugh, God, the, the NWO was a fucking mess when he came in. Uh, if he would have stayed, what could have happened after the Montreal screw job? Like if that was a work, like I think it was and what they could have kept doing with, with like one of fucking Stone Cold's best matches with Bret Hart. Yeah. But that was also before Stone Cold got hurt. Yeah, it was Bret's like brother. they could they couldn't have had the same matches after it was Bret's brother who did it. <laughs> yeah, it true. fair enough. Well. Uh, what I say? I'm not uh, yeah. terrible. I'm not going to go there. McKenna Karat. Evening, fellas. Love these wrestling shows the most. Thank you, sir. Awesome. But yeah, those Bret Hart shades, some of my favorite merch. Here is your fourth pick. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat. From a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, all these Johnny Come Latelys that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan and the new world organization of wrestling, brother, me and the new blood by my side, what you gonna do when the new world organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna don't do? Don't touch me, I'm gonna free the lawyers. <laughs> I just had to pick something because uh and a little I feel like all this was gonna end up being WWFE, so uh, I figured I picked that and I love that promo. So um I got this is I got okay. I got a lot of WCW. You do? Yeah. I already had one. I had did a whole my whole fucking topic was on ECW figures. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> um, but in this case, this is WF versus WCW, and it is the uh, what May nineteen ninety nine 
issue of Cracked Magazine, issue number 334. And I remember I had this. I couldn't wait. I had to, I had to buy this off the, off the newsstand uh, for $2.25. $2.95 in Canada. Take that. Um, and it's uh, WWF versus WCW, the Raw Nitro Steel Cage Death Match. Um, and on the cover, it is fantastic. It's a, a, a steel cage, um, and Austin is fighting Goldberg. Austin has a knife trying to stab Goldberg. Goldberg is cutting off Austin's arm with a chainsaw, while Hogan is shooting Goldberg in the back of the head with an Uzi, while what I appear to be Sable is bashing Hogan's head in with a baseball bat while Hogan holds a package of dynamite, while Kane is blowing up someone in the background. And the Undertaker is biting Goldberg's ankle, and there are some brains on the mat, and Stone Cold is stepping in a mousetrap. Also, there's a giant barrel of leaking anthrax, which I didn't know was in a liquid, uh, pouring out onto the floor of the ring. That's the cover. It's fucking fantastic. Hmm, that's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, inside, though, it's all kinds of, uh, you know, cracked magazine silliness. They have uh, the uh, Oscars for wrestlers, uh, which they're all... And, by the way, all the drawings of the wrestlers are great because they made them exceptionally, ridiculously, like, more naked and beefy than ever. Like, overemphasizing everything. Uh, and that's with all the characters, with the exception of uh, one Howard Stern, who is doing the interviews, who is designed to be as awkward and lanky as possible. Uh, he, he's drawn perfect. He looks like like the the outline of Howard Stern like profile is like if they drew the number four, and then drew him on top of that. It's it's great. Um. Dennis Rodman in a dress because, you know, it's the 90s and we just can't get over that. Uh, mm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes, Cracks Academy Award for wrestlers. Uh, and it was a lot of just fun, silly, dumb stuff with jokes that, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I, I'm not laughing anymore. Not because I don't think it's funny. It's just because it was so pertinent to the time and I've forgotten. Like, what it might have been referencing. Uh, there's a whole thing with... Uh, oh, there's a whole Jesse Ventura thing, because, well, Jesse Ventura is a politician now, so the rest of the spread is politicians that become wrestlers, and they do just the cheapest photoshops possible, just like slapping Bill Clinton's head on a wrestling picture and writing a little blurb about it. Uh, yeah, at the time... I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and I still think it's hilarious uh, if I, if the jokes make sense to me. But the highlight of it was the uh, thumb wrestlers. And there was a page towards the back, and it was uh, Get Ready to Thumble with Cracked Thumb Wrestlers. And it was uh, Goldberg, Hogan, Austin, and Undertaker. Hmm. And they're little like caricatures of them. That you can cut out and then uh, cut out the little holes where their hands would be and you can put your fingers through and then you can like finger wrestle 
uh, with these little characters. Jeez. Which, which I did. <laughs> I did myself. I was anti-crack. That was Mad Magazine all the way. No, I was I was a crack guy. I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm I'm one of those anti-establishment. Yeah. Can you, can, speaking of establishment, can you explain to me why Mortal Kombat One is coming out? Like, what? Why is it a reboot? Yeah, complete reboot. Same characters, or I mean, yep, how do you reboot a game that you just fight each other in it? Uh, have you not been following the Mortal Kombat storyline? No. It's fucking insane, and it hurts my head. Anyway, something to do with a medallion and time travel. No, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need the stories. So Anywho, it's a reboot. <laughs> it's a reboot. Liu Kang's been dead. You know, Liu Kang's been dead for like the last five games, right? Uh, I have not zombie. known that. Yeah, he's been. He's long dead. Um, but they, with time and something, something, they actually in the storyline rebooted everything to an alternate dimension, something or other. It, it, it the it's so fucking convoluted. It hurts my head. Um, but we're here now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Mortal Kombat 1 is basically a relaunch. And apparently, I'm very, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are actually brothers now. Hmm. So, makes things interesting. We'll see. Cool. All right, do you have any yeah. more about your Cracked magazine? Uh, no. All right, we are on to my last pick. And here it is. So part of Warrior coming back, the, the WWF had to buy like a huge amount of those comic books, and they just like threw them <laughs> away. But I'm talking like all the wrestling comic books. So like, I, we talked Battle Mania, and that was their comic book magazine here, and it was Steve Ditko was one of the the pencilers, the drawers on there. But um, my first, so I was sick one night, like really sick, and my mom, being a sweetheart, she got me. Um, like a little a little present to make me feel better and i was like up all night playing like i took a little nap and then i was up because i had a sore throat and part of it was this little wwf um pinball machine like fast flipper pinball that i had oh. it was a teensy little toy and legion of doom with the bushwhackers and hogan on it and then she got me like the latest issue of wwf magazine and then a uh valiant comics um, like prestige format. It wasn't the Battle Mania, but it was uh, light. It was lifestyles of the brutal and famous, and it had Undertaker throwing Big Boss Man through a door. Um, I still I gotta dig dig it out. I I have it somewhere. Uh, and I reread and reread and reread this comic book over and over and over. And there was like something about like these characters that fit so well into the comic book universe. So much so that WCW did a Marvel imprint 
that was presented by Stan Lee Squeezer. Hmm. Um, and I have some of those books too. And you look at them and it's, they present all the wrestlers in the locker room and it's Stan Lee presents battle Royal tale of bone breaking excitement brought to you by merciless Mike lackey writer. So they did like all the writers and good evening fans. This is Jim Ross and I'm joined by the lovely Missy Hyatt and the vulnerable Polly dangerously. Let me oh, shush a fresh. Let me go over the rules for this over the top row battle Royal. All the athletes, uh, uh, Mrs. Foley's baby boy. I can't do it, Jim Ross. And I uh, gathered here, and then you see the the Polly dangerously. And sir, please stop this. Why doesn't Missy have to wear a headset, sir? She's holding the mic. Um, and Jim Ross and Missy Hyatt are there, and they're 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 good books. And I wasn't even really the biggest WCW fan, but like any tertiary wrestling merch you get at a comic con that or like a or a fucking card show that my grandpa took us to and i get a book for like 25 to 50 cents and it's wrestlers like i fucking took it back then and it makes sense right with fucking battle mania and uh uh wcw like that like they're very they were they were superheroes like come to life battling out in the ring Mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean, even the storylines are. So, of course, Valiant did WWF books and they sold better. And Marvel, a bigger imprint, did WCW and they didn't sell for shit. They were they were just dead in the water. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin had the Chaos Comics in 99. There was a Nash comic from Image in 99 of Kevin Nash. Undertaker had a Chaos comic in 99. It's pretty cool. Of course, the Valiant 1991 Battle Mania books, which I talked about. Uh, Warrior, his Ultimate Creations book, was in 96. That sucked. And um, the WCW Marvel Comics from 1992. Uh, and Jim Ross narrated every book, too. And there was always guest announcers like Johnny B. Bad and Paul Lee and uh, Missy Hyatt. And they... Um, kind of based them on real life WCW storylines. Uh, Rick Rude's first appearance in the comics mirrored his WCW debut at the, as the Halloween phantom. Um, but this write-up says just because WCW comics was based in reality, doesn't mean things didn't get weird on occasion. The book gave fans plenty of ridiculous moments, including Arn Anderson dressed as a popcorn vendor, stinging cactus Jack battling through a cruise ship. Um, these books you could still find, they're not that expensive. So there's, I think there's 10 total. There's not many, but yeah, WWF, WCW comics as a kid, it mended like my two worlds. And I love that. <laughs> uh, your last pick. Here we go. Squeeze. Here we go. On the plains of Africa, one would find the following, the herbivore or plant eater, the carnivore or meat eater, and the boyard dearvore known as mankind. Have a nice day. He's never without his overstuffed beef ravioli and his call. Mmm, beefy. Unmistakable. Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli definitely feeds the need. It's the perfect ravioli for all mankind. Uh, so I, I think the best move it was 
I was always curious because I remember I watched it happen. Um, but the the transition from boiler room mankind to Mick Foley mankind was just so subtle, but yet like natural. Well, it was just it was the um. It was. Uh, it all started the the three phases of Foley. Bruce told the story. He was telling Shawn Michaels, HBK, that when he was a, a young kid, he dreamed himself of, as being more the heartthrob. He dreamed himself of being Shawn Michaels, HBK, and he told the story of he was dude love. And Richard was in the room while he was telling the story, and he's like, "You gotta have pictures of this." He had pictures. Richard took the stuff to Vince and said, "We gotta use this," and that's how dude love. And then Cactus Jack came with Triple H. And then naturally, like the three faces of Foley, like Mick uh, uh, appeared as the fourth. Yeah, essentially, he re- evolved out of that. Like it, it, it gave it gave leeway to get away from that creepy mankind character. But mankind's it's still the, his most famous character, which is insane, isn't it? Well, Mick, it, it it is, but it's it's the Mick Foley mankind. It's not it's not the the squealing like a pig mankind. I love that mankind though. Oh, I thought I do it was love great. That mankind. Yeah, it's great. But um, it's after he breaks away from the whole Undertaker, Paul Bearer storyline. It's the kind of corporate mankind with the shirt and a tie and Vince McMahon's like man child lackey. Yes. When he started doing shtick and we started being funny and people fell in love with him for that. Right. And The Rock. And, the Rock helped. And, and oh, huge. But this uh, this was like because oh, he was such a great foil. Like you had. The, the two of them, like this absolute slob and this guy in, in the fancy, you know, I don't even want to call, I don't even know what they are, like track suit, blazer suit. Th- I don't, they're very expensive. Um, but also, also the Hell in the Cell Undertaker <laughs> match. His Undertaker. Oh, absolutely. Feuds. Well, and that, go, that goes bad. It was still kind of semi squeak coming out of the squealy mankind yet. Yeah, but that that uh, made him that match. That I remember that watching that live, him. and you're like, "Holy fuck, he's dead!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, it's funny because like the, these Chef Boyardee spots are you know a product of him getting over and being this likable character, um, and and that almost makes sense that how silly they are. But it also at the same time benefited his character. Like these were almost not as much a Chef Boyardee commercials as they are just Mick Foley vignettes. Yeah. Um. It it was just like an other bit for him to do, and it almost like like a, a breaking that fourth wall kayfabe. Is like here is the character doing this thing. It it just it was very fitting for him, and I I think it worked very well as just yeah promotional piece just even for the character not that he needed it but at at this time because his ring work and he was working at the top with the best um but it made me actually try it and i hated it oh i i ate chef boy did way before this we're oh yeah no 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 but the beef ravioli I love the beef I, ravioli. I, oh, and I did not like the beef ravioli. So did I. I love it. I, I don't like anything. The only thing the I metallic like taste to it are um, uh, basically uh, spaghettios. Oh man, no Chef like Boyardee beefaroni is fucking gold. Nope. Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs gold. Nope. Chef Boyardee lasagna gold. 
Chef Party, nope. beef ravioli, fucking gold. And they, and they, they were selling the big fucking microwave cups. Those things were, yeah. those things, when you get stoned, a couple cans of ravioli, <laughs> just like Ricky. You know, I thought I ate one or two or four cans, and yeah, I got stoned, and you burn one or two, and next thing you know, you ate eight or nine cans of ravioli. <laughs> Um, no, I was, I'm very much a, a minimalist, a traditionalist. I just like, I, I haven't eaten any of that shit in years, but back in the no. day, that was my fucking jam. It's my, my, my body. Cause it's fucking cheap is what it is. Yeah. That's poison. What isn't? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I gave it a try. I'm like, ah, this isn't my thing, but I still, I still love the commercials, but I'll just stick with SpaghettiOs. Man, you don't love beefaroni? God. No, don't like beefaroni. I love beefaroni. I love I fucking the spaghetti meat. I used to eat those in master control all the time. I don't I don't it's the meat. I don't like the 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 meat. Uh, yeah, the metallic texture flavor, the metal it, right. It, yeah. It's the, like iron. It's just yeah. like eating iron. Right, the the formed meat slurry whatever it is. It's yeah, in there. It's yeah. just it's it's literally oh, the runoff I love of it. whatever out they use for hot dogs. Give it to me. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh that's the show. We're all done that was good in. Yeah, we managed to get through it without going crazy. And, and without going pee. Without going pee. So, yeah, we did two hours. Oh, fuck. I was like, we're doing an hour and a half show. Cause I looked at one like, oh, we're going to hit an hour and we're going to be done. I know. We're two hours. Yeah. Oh, look at um, this. That's this week's show. Next week's show will be the Rad Years Patio RK and Kate crossover show. So, there'll be two. There'll be one on hers. Those, there's a three hours of show. There's 90 minutes on her show unless she cuts all of it out, which she should. Because I'm awful. And then I'm not cutting anything out. Aww. So you got 90 minutes of us on our show. And that'll be next week. Uh, and then the week where I get back, we start Halloween Squeezer. No, really? We do. Jeez. We do. What's our first Halloween topic? I got it right here. Go ahead and tell the kids what the first Halloween it topic is. is. Listen, um, the Halloween's not going to change. Christmas is going to change a bit. We're going to have the picture, picture one in there like we did for our birthdays picture one like where we take a cu- five pictures and we talk about them like oh, for birthdays yeah. yeah oh that's a cool idea yeah 10 4 though is um retro halloween commercials five okay halloween after Rogers, halloween before the Rogers, trick-or-treat yeah. grab bag when you- all right yeah that's halloween man and then it's thanks and then it's uh what, what we're thankful for well then it's the fish show childhood yeah. guilty pleasures two Everything Home Alone, we're just talking about Home Alone, the franchise, and everything that, that goes along with it. Then All giving three movies. Thanks, 2023, two movies. I think there's like five now. And then Christmas. <laughs> and then uh, it's going to be 2024. Oh, but, in you know, um, uh, what's 20, what's so 2016? I'm doing math here. I think mm-hmm. we we hit eight years, eight seven or eight years, eight years coming up in November. No, six because sixteen. Hold on, I'll do the math right now. It'll be seven. Seven years. We'll be seven years in November. <laughs> seven years. Apparently, uh, my kid's learning new math. Oh. How they teach it, mm. and Mrs. Squeezer doesn't know how to handle it because she's like. 
They're like, what? What's uh, twelve minus seven? I can't do any and math. It's like, it's like, well, twelve is just two more than ten. All right. Well, you have fifteen seconds to finish the story. And she's like, I don't understand. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week on the Rad Years Podcast. I'm okay. That's how Squeezer does math. I've done that since the 90s. Bye, everybody. Bye.